Hello, good evening, I hope you're well. Hi guys, my name is Ayaz Malik, aka The Sports Buff, and I'm here with another podcast in terms of issues in the world of sport. Now, you listeners will be aware, be made aware of the coming weeks, months, even years hopefully, that I am a very passionate Manchester United fan. And part of me being a passionate Manchester United fan is is the fact that two things. I am realistic when uh, things are going well and I'm realistic when things are going bad as well. So I'm not either way of the emotions divide, I can tell you. Now, there are a few different kinds of Manchester United fans. One kind is the ones who live in Manchester and there's the other kind that live in London or anywhere near the M1 motorway, as it were. I am not that. I can assure you I was born in Manchester with an M16 postcode two miles away from the Old Trafford football ground. So I've earned my badge, I think. I think that's fair to say. I've earned my badge. I've earned my stripes. So in terms of that, And this particular podcast, what I want to talk about then is the struggles and the woes of this current Manchester United team. But is that fair to say, though? Or is that a little bit harsh? This is something which I am going to discuss in this particular podcast. Now, growing up, myself, I was born in 86, so I grew up in the Sir Alex Ferguson era, a trophy-laden era, Premier League titles galore, 13 uh, Premier League titles in total, and in the process they knocked off a certain arch-rival off their perch, and um, United became domestically the most successful team. Obviously, with the FA Cups, uh, that Prestige goes to Arsenal with the Arsene Wenger's relentless uh, love affair with the FA Cup. He won seven during his tenure. No other managers won more. And looks like Mikel Arteta's got the bug as well of winning the FA Cup as an Arsenal manager, but I do digress. So, in terms of Premier League titles, Manchester United were uh, king of the castle. They ruled the roost. Um, now, obviously, last season, Liverpool have closed the gap back down to one. So, I want to talk about the troubles, or are they troubles, at Manchester United at the moment. So, in the Champions League, before their game against Istanbul, Bishakshir, they won two potentially tricky games, which, like, which looked like two tough assignments, with arguably relative ease. Scored seven, conceded one. That, on the face of it, seems like test passed with flying colours. But then the challenge came away from home against rather unfancied Istanbul Bashakshir, the Turkish champions, who had Gael Klishi, a former Red Raphael, and Demba Bar. Ask Liverpool fans who he is. So... With this particular assignment needing to be dealt with, it appeared likely that Manchester United will have a clean sweep of the first three games and win three in a row. But that didn't transpire, ladies and gents, listeners. What transpired is this. 
Istanbul Bashakshir pulled off a shock 2-1 win and Manchester United are all of a sudden back in a crisis. Defeats in the Premier League to Tottenham and Arsenal, both at home. Wow. Just uh, thinking about that as I'm talking to you guys. Put Ole Gunnar Solskjaer under the microscope and his Manchester United team are still in the bottom half. But then came the visit of Everton, who themselves have had a slight wobble after a very impressive start. And a lunchtime kickoff after a, a, a lengthy European excursion seemed like it was potentially a difficult assignment, a difficult task. But to Manchester United's credit, as they've done so many times under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's reign, they impressively pulled through to secure an emphatic 3-1 win. Two goals from the influential Bruno Fernandes and one from Edison Cavani made onlookers think, crisis? What crisis? But in the process, that looks to have put the microscope on Everton, who have lost three games since the talismanic Brazilian Richarlison is out injured. More on that on a different podcast later. Now, back to Manchester United. The problem seemed to be the defence, obviously, conceding six, and obviously the fact that they are in the bottom half. The problem seemed to be the defence. Now, last year, they conceded less goals than they did in their 98-99 treble winning season. That's what the glorified stats will tell you. This year, it's not been so great. Obviously, the 6-1 Morlin at Tottenham doesn't do them any favours. So, in terms of that then, and other particular problems, of course, the issue seems to be the defence. No centre-back was signed, much to Oli's frustration, and Manchester United arguably are suffering as a result. <clears throat> Maguire, Harry Maguire, is a good reader of the game, but he do, he's, he's not a pace merchant. And in this particular uh, league, this uh, level, he's been found out rather brutally and rather mercilessly. Victor Lindelof, again, a competent defender, a good reader of the game, but he's not Eric Bailly. And that leads to the question, can they get a fit enough Eric Bailly? Because if they can, he naturally fits in. And to me, I was more of a fan of Lindelof and Eric Bailly. Or maybe look for Axel Transebe with uh, <clears throat> Lindelof or, or maybe a Bailly and Twanzebe. Obviously, that does divide opinion. Then we go further up the pitch. Bruno Fernandes, of course, he's been brilliant. He's been carrying Manchester United ever since he's been there. And then you've got Paul Pogba, arguably struggling due to COVID, but he also seems to be struggling due to uh, his head being turned, his attentions being turned for um, other pastures new, if you will. So, it's it's a tough task. It's a challenging one. But it leads to uh, further questions as to why Donny van de Beek is not in the starting lineup. The Dutchman, signed from Ajax, scored. His second goal uh, for Holland, uh, what I'm just trying to point out there is 
of course he's no striker, but he does have some prolificity in front of goal. And he is somebody who makes things happen. Like against uh, Crystal Palace and just in other games as well, he's had a positive impact. Bruno, sorry, Paul Pogba is quite clearly gone off the boil. And that's partly been due to his uh, COVID-19, his uh, his illness, again, speculation. But one thing that is for certain, that Manchester United midfield is suffering. And as a result, Manchester United are lacking a spark. Arguably as well be uh, due to the formation changing. Last season they did, of course, Manchester United end with a set formation where Mason Green was was out wide, Mar- uh, sorry, Rashford, and then Martial down the middle. But due to circumstances, Mason Greenwood's not been in the team, uh, formation's been tinkered, and that's partly disrupted the rhythm of Manchester United. Because last season when they went on their 20-game or so unbeaten run, key to that was... Um, key to that was their set formation and the fact that their front three were scoring goals for fun. But now it's obviously front two and although Rashford's done okay this season, Martial hasn't. And he only just scored his first goal against Istanbul Bashakshir of the season. Obviously just the European game gone. So Edison Cavani coming in looks to be a good decision. Uh, maybe Rashford and Cavani could work together and forge something while Martial gets a bit of a break. Um, out wide, you've not really got anything. You've got Diallo coming in January. Uh, uh, sorry, uh, you've got Tellez and then you've got Diallo and then you've got Ahmad Traore coming in January. These are untried, uh, untried youngsters, untested as well. <clears throat> so, will they look to rustle up whatever they can through the kitty and try and buy Jaden Sancho. It's most definitely needed. Or another player of that ilk because that attacking line looks to be a bit short. It looks to be a bit short. And this is an issue that they desperately, desperately need to address. Guys, that is all we've got time for for this particular podcast. I hope you have enjoyed this particular podcast. Thank you for listening. And another podcast will be coming very soon. I've been your host this evening, The Sports Buff. And goodbye.